0: Welcome to the Grafton Baptist Podcast. For more information about our church, please visit GraftonBaptist.com. The title of my message is Revenge. Three exclamation points. See, that's why I don't give them because they're not really good. And the, the topic is revenge. So have you ever been wronged? You know, one time, one time uh, I was probably I'll say it was when my parents liked me the, le- the least. So it was probably around, my, around 15 years of age. We were going, every Saturday, my family, we used to go to McDonald's or Burger King to have breakfast. Every Saturday. It was, it was a tradition. And on Saturdays, my dad would take the time to talk to us, you know, uh, uh, to, to tell us if, if he saw something that we weren't doing right or just have family time. It was, it was a wonderful time. Uh, but before going to Burger King that uh, Saturday, we, well, I, my dad stopped at the uh, bank. Now, this is Mexico City, okay? So, that's, it's, it's, not, it's not like here. So, he stopped at the bank, and he was uh, withdrawing a good amount of cash. Uh, I think it probably would be something like $2,000. So, it's not too much, but it's, but it's I mean, it's, 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 it's quite a bit of money, but it's not like you have $100,000, but it's still... And we were driving and my dad was telling us, guys, guys, listen, when you go to a bank, make sure that nobody's following you. Do not stop. Do not stop. Just keep driving until you arrive to the place that you're going. Be vigilant of those things because it's, it's, uh, it's dangerous and you have to pay attention. The, the bank where he worked at had just sent him a, a, an email with the new, this new way of uh, stealing from people. And, and, and that, was, that was the way that they would do it. They would see someone going to the bank, not to the ATM, but to actually a teller and withdrawing money. Because obviously you withdraw more money when you are with, with, with a person. And, and that's what he was telling us. So we are opening our doors to go to Burger King. And, <laughs> and uh, two men from, from my uh, from the driver's side, so, so I used to sit right behind my dad. So two men coming from this side, another one from that side with guns. Well, they weren't here for a, a surprise party or anything. They were here to steal our money. Uh, so we're there, and uh, one of these guys points a gun at my dad's head. And he says, give me the money. And my dad pulls out his wallet, and he gives him, I don't know, 20, 40 bucks, something like that. I said, like, no, the money that you withdrew from the bank. So, so at that point, things got really interesting. Huh? So my mom is shaking, and uh, she had put all the money in her bag uh to be safe right (laughs) to be safe and uh so my dad grabs the bag from my mom and and uh he's trying to take out the money but then the the thief is grabs the bag from my dad's hand and they're fighting struggling over it so the guy that was because remember there was two men on my side the guy that was on my on my door he tells my dad if you don't give him the bag i'm gonna shoot your kid on the head so I'm there like, please, dad. And he keeps fighting for the bag. Okay? So, so uh, he finally somehow took out the money, and he, the, the, the thief took them, and they left. So we're sitting there. I mean, we just had the conversation. Like, we were talking about it. And my dad is... Like, we're all just looking at each other. I'm like, what just happened? What just happened? And I'm try- I remember I had my first phone then, and I was trying to remember. What's the phone to call the police? And I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. Uh, in Mexico, it used to be 066 or something like that. Why not 911? Just 911. It's in every movie. But now they change it. But we're, we're there, and my dad sort of starts driving again a couple minutes after. And we see the people that stole from us. We were on the road, and I see them, and they were right in front of us, and my first instinct was to yell, run over them, <laughs> and because I was so upset. They pointed a gun to my head, and they pointed a gun to my dad's head. I was really upset, and I said, run over them, and my dad just said, are you crazy? No, no, I'm not going to do that. It's not worth it, and we just went our way. I was really upset. And for many days, I would think about it. I would think it would have been great. It would just run over them. Not, not, not injure them or uh, not, not kill them, but just run over them so that the police can catch them. Revenge. I wanted my revenge. It consumed me for days. Have you ever been hurt in that way? Someone that hurts you so much. That he seems or she seems to control your life. So open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 verse 38. God brought from the beginning with his word. Order into this world. Disobedience to God brings pain. Separation and struggle. Those that seek revenge. They're not being in the image of God. They're not acting after the image of God. You cannot disobey God's law and expect for nothing to happen. So here we are on Matthew chapter 5, verse 38. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we're about to open your word and uh, understand what you have for us today. Lord, thank you for scriptures thank you for the wisdom that we find in them lord not my words but your words in jesus name amen you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth but i say to you do not resist the one who is evil but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek turn to him the other also and if anyone would sue you and take your tunic let him have also your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. And I'll, I'll finish the chapter. I don't know if we're going to get through the whole chapter. But let's, let's finish the chapter. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. The system was set in the Old Testament as a system that was supposed to be fair. Fair to people. Just a repayment of injury. And it's, it's back in the Exodus. Exodus chapter 21, verses 23 to 25. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life. A knife for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. Hand for a hand. Foot for a foot. Burn for a burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Was this text being misused? Yes, Jesus raised the question and he was telling them, you've heard, but I say unto you again. Back in the day, the law is not the oldest system of laws that there exist. Back in the day, there were different sorts of laws and they, they, uh, they had similar laws. Ideas of repaying justly when there's harm. The law which authorized retaliation. You do something to me, I want to do something to you. But this principle was a civil one. The one that the law gave was a civil one. It wasn't meant for you to take vengeance, vengeance on your hands. But it was, it was a guideline for the judges to impart just, justly justice. But the Jews mistook it for a moral precept. Something that I should do. And they were corrected by our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a, there's a contrast between the rabbis or the oral tradition and the teaching of Jesus Christ. So what is Jesus telling them? But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, cheek turn to him the other also. Now, I, I never thought about this. And while I was doing the research, I found something really interesting. Most of us are right-handed. How can you slap somebody's right cheek? It will be backhand, huh? That used to be a symbol of shame. That, that would be a way that someone would express to you that they really didn't like you. That they thought very little of you. Of course, I mean, they're, they're slapping you. That's pretty implied. But it wouldn't it even more if it was backhanded. Do not resist. Do not oppose them. Hitting someone on the right cheek with the back of your hand. Insult and slander. Insult and slander. What do I do when someone insults me? Do I turn the other cheek? If someone sues you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. This is not so much in regards of violence, but also when it comes to petty litigation. You know, They were arguing over a garment, something petty. And the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, if someone is suing you for that, give it to them. And even more. A mile. A mile. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. You know, Jesus Christ in the time, the Roman military had the power to ask of anybody to carry their bag, luggage or whatever they wanted for one mile. So can anybody think of an instance in the Bible when that happened? Jesus Christ said this, knowing that someone would carry the cross for him, he was compelled, Simon of Cyrene. So what Jesus is saying If a Roman soldier asks you to carry his luggage for one mile. Stop him right there because where does it end? No. What did he say? Go the other mile. Now the question is why? Why? Right? Because if you're going to ask me to do something like that, I need to know why. Jesus said this knowing that someone would be compelled to carry his cross. And then the last thing he says, give. We're to give all men what they ask. Now, the Lord doesn't give us everything we want. So of course we understand that we have to have discernment when it comes to giving. But if someone is trying to take advantage of you, The Lord is saying, do not deny that from them. Why? Why? What happened in the beginning of Matthew chapter 5? Remember? Remember? What did Jesus say? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Why? For they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is telling us: Listen. When this world fails us, when someone does harm to you privately, when the government is not doing what it's supposed to do and imparting justice and righteousness, wait on me. Wait on me. Because if you hunger, if you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness, you will be filled. Was I wrong? Was my family wrong by that thief? Yes. Do we deserve justice for that? Yes. The Lord is giving us a way to obtain justice and righteousness. Jesus was speaking against the people that get caught in a battle of revenge. Revenge. Instead of seeking revenge, we're called to turn the other cheek. We we always think that we're going to get even, but we usually don't want to get even. We want to hurt more, right? Why, why then am I supposed to do this? Why am I supposed to give this to God? Because of my potential for destruction, I give it to God. (laughs) Because of my potential of destruction, I give it to God. Because there's resentment and angry I'm angry and we remember what we studied that being angry is the seed of what murder my ideas on how to hurt my fantasies of revenge have no limit so the Lord first gave us the government to to the Lord gave us the government to outsource our revenge because I'm not capable of that. But when our government fails us and that's where we're at today, what do we do? We outsource my revenge to him. There will be justice. There will be justice. You know, I understand. People, we're experts are hurting. We're really good at hurting people. If you have been hurt, Know that there should be justice. And I want justice for you. But that justice comes from the Lord. He will give it to you. Go to Romans chapter 12, please. Romans chapter 12. And this is not an obscure passage in scripture this is this is a fundamental truth of the believer of the followers of jesus christ of the followers of our messiah of our mis- now you understand why messiah is so important because messiah is king he will rule one day he will give us justice romans chapter 4 verse, verse 14 bless those who persecute you bless and do not Curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil. But give, though, to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Believe it to the wrath God for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay says the Lord to the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him if he's thirsty give him something to drink for by doing so you will heap burning coals on his head do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good we forgive because the burden of vengeance and resentment can destroy you we forgive because we have been forgiven we forgive because we have a righteous judge that will repay justly see it doesn't mean that when you forgive it doesn't mean that the person that did something wrong to you is right cuz it's not right it's wrong but your revenge Will only bring forth more revenge. So we give it to God. We give it to God. Vengeance produces conflicts that are never ending. And I found a very it's one of my favorite accounts. Go to Genesis chapter four, please. Genesis chapter four. It's 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 such an interesting account, the account of Cain and Abel. Right after the fall of man, Cain and Abel, they come to the scene. And we know that uh, they offer an offering to the Lord. Cain offers something from the ground and Abel out of his flock. And there's a lot of discussion on what the issue was. And the reality is that we don't know. I think that the issue was a heart issue. That maybe was represented in the offering that Cain gave. But it doesn't matter. Verse number four. Uh, verse number six, sorry. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin is crouching at the door. It's desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. He had the option. He was sad because Abel, because Abel offered a better sacrifice than he did. And God favor him. So he was sad and he was angry. And he let that seed of anger grow. And the Lord gives him a warning. He says, be careful. Because sin is right at the door. And it's waiting to pounce. It's waiting to attack. So be careful. Like he tells him, you know what? You have the ability to overcome that, to rule that. But he didn't do it. So he killed his brother. He killed his brother. And I find that fascinating because we we say uh, that what, what should have been the proper punishment for Cain? Wasn't death the right punishment for him? The Lord didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. And what's even more, he gave him some sort of mark, a protection, so that nobody else would kill him. The blood of Abel was crying to God. We leave it to God. We don't take matters in our own hands. Because of my potential of destruction, I give it to God. Because I get possessed with anger. I find Greek mythology extremely fascinating. They thought that emotions were gods (laughs) that would possess people. And that's what it is. Emotions possess you. They take a hold of you. Isn't revenge just a display of your raw emotion without any self-control? We have in all of us an inherent need for justice. Children at a young age are very capable of distinguishing the good guy from the bad guy. We know that. It's within us. So it's natural to want justice. But the Lord is saying, Give it to me. Rest upon me. Belief regulates your emotions. So I'd rather believe in, on Him that it's immovable. <laughs> because my emotions are all over the place. All over the place. Think of Jesus. He didn't open his mouth. He showed us how to be. He showed us that justice comes from God. Listen. I know that you've been hurt. Maybe you've been hurt without any fault of your own. And I'm, I'm really, truly sorry for you because I know how it hurts. But I want you to know that there will be justice. Justice will be served. Give it to him. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. So let's, let's go to the next section. You have heard that it was said, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Again, with authority. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. What does my Father do? He gives me an example. What does my Father do? He makes His Son. I love that. It's His Son. He makes it rise on the just And the unjust. And he's in rain, he sends that. It doesn't just happen, he sends the rain for the just and the unjust alike. So we're to do the same. We don't discriminate against those that have hurt us. It doesn't mean that we're gonna invite them to the next family vacation. You know, we love them. I, I, I would love an enemy differently than I love my daughters, for example. We are commanded to love them. So it's not a feeling. It's a way of living. <laughs> it's a way of being towards them. So we do the loving thing. Just like God. He sends his son for both and the rain for both. Now, and this is just a piece of advice. As long, as much as you can, be at peace with everybody. But if there's someone in your life that has been toxic, that is, that is making your life difficult, there's no need to be there, <laughs> right? There's no need to be there. We pray for them. We see them. We love them. But there's no need. There's no need. Give it to the Lord. Talk to Him. Lord, so-and-so hurt me. I give it to, I give him to you. Give me justice. That's okay. Love your enemies. Imitate your father. Imitate your father. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers what more are you doing than others do not even the gentiles do the same so therefore (laughs) you must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect what a way to end the chapter isn't that a little bit unreasonable to ask of someone to be perfect I can't be perfect. I can't. My wife thinks I'm perfect. Don't tell her I'm not. I can't. So why is the Lord Jesus Christ asking me to be perfect? Do you remember in the Old Testament? Be holy because what? Can we be holy? Could the people of Israel be holy? Then why does God keep giving me such a high bar? He's not going to lower the bar. He's not like us. He doesn't compare himself to the next person. But he says, be holy because I am holy. I'm not lowering the bar. So what do we need? What do we need if I can be holy? His grace. The grace of God that he gives us the gift a complete fulfillment of the requirements of the law. <laughs> It's His grace that when He sees you, He says, Righteous. So I'll strive to be perfect like my Father is perfect. But when I fail, I know that Jesus Christ has given me grace and mercy. God doesn't see all of my mistakes, but He sees Jesus Christ's righteousness in me. Do not say, I will avenge this evil. Wait on the Lord and He will save you. We're small, weak, fragile creatures. We're sheep. And in this day and age, it's not so good to be sheep. But let me tell you something. We are sheep. We're His sheep. And He knows better. What have you been holding for many years? For a day? let it go give it to God justice there will be justice there will be justice if you hu- if you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness and justice you're doing right but wait on him let's go to a Lord prayer our heavenly father Lord, your word is so powerful, and I am amazed by how well you know me. Lord, you know that I want revenge, that I want to take matters in my own hands, but I want to give it to you. Lord, I don't want to be thinking day and night on how to harm others, how to get even. So help me be more like Jesus Christ. Give everything to you, Lord. Because there's people that have wronged me. And I've wronged people as well. So we'll give everything to you, Lord. The one who is just. And help us to strive to holiness. Because you are holy. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I was really uh i didn't know when when i started this passage i thought oh it's going to be such a heavy sermon and you know what i found i found freedom freedom for myself freedom from myself and liberty true liberty in jesus christ thank you so much we have a few more songs